Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 139, recorded on July 20th, 2013. Deconversion. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, Bad Philosophy. I am your host, Stephen Torrance, and uh, we are back uh, asking the question today, is God dead? And uh, we have someone here who says, mm, maybe, maybe. Uh, joining me today is a good friend of mine, uh, John Fortenberry. Hi. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Cool. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Uh, John is a recent friend of mine uh, here, kind of new to Austin. A little over a year, 13 months yesterday. 13 months yesterday? Yep. You're, are you keeping track of the, the monthly anniversaries? I just, it's just easy. I just know. Okay. I, I always I mean, think of a date. It's, I, that's one of those things that I just put out of my mind completely. Like, <laughs> if, if I'm ever in a relationship, I'll be one of those guys who's like, oh, it was our anniversary? Oh, uh, I totally planned a surprise that <laughs> is still coming together and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, but no, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what, uh, what you know, what, oh, here's how we put it. Who are you and why should we care? But I, I really dislike that. I'm going to go meta and say that's a horrible way to, to introduce someone because it puts them on the spot. It's like, who are you, you know, who do you think you are? But yeah. uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you feel like sharing. Well, I am a professional freelance writer. I write for marketing companies and magazines and websites. I am from Vegas originally and went to college in Reno, lived in New York, been in Austin for a year-ish. I minored in philosophy, which mm. does not come in handy in the real world often. Like, well, neither does a major. Right. I'm speaking you, from experience. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear someone scream out for a philosophy major slash minor in like, yeah, one an of those emergency things, like, situation. Is there a philosopher in the room? <laughs> that, that never happens. No, not, no. not quite yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been interested in philosophy for a long time. It, it stemmed from my Christian background, and even in my non-Christian days, I've been very interested in the God debate specifically. There's a lot of philosophy that I don't care about. But the, like the God thing about. is what, yeah. what really roped you in. Okay. Yep. Well, we just so happened to be talking about that on the show today, so it's... Crazy. What I, mean, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. <laughs> So I'm trying to, I'm thinking like where to start with all this. Um, a lot of people, and an appreciable amount, I think it's a, it's a growing percentage of Americans are losing their faith, so to speak, or you know, considering faiths other than monotheistic Christianity, um, Islam, Judaism, we're starting to see gradually uh, Alternative ideas, you know, whether it's Eastern religions or uh, agnosticism, atheism, start to grow in, in numbers, yeah. and uh, it's it's an interesting trend. You know, we we could talk about you know the broader thing about why it's happening, but really, I'm curious more than anything today to ask you a little bit about your your journey through starting as a as a Christian, right? Um, you were what what denomination? Non-denominational. Non-denominational Christian. Uh -huh. Unitarian or. No, it just, just I always went to non-denominational totally, churches. Okay. Yeah. And and then sort of transitioning over time to questioning questioning your faith, kind of starting to ask, you know, what 
the deeper questions, right, about this and, and uh, sort of the journey you've gone through. Um, yeah. First off, non-denominate, so I was raised Jewish, kind of, um, Jew-ish is how I like to put it, <laughs> and the denominations of Christianity were always incredibly confusing to me um, <laughs> from the outside. So a non-denominational church, what, what does that entail? Well, I mean, a lot of these non-denominational churches are technically evangelical in belief. Okay. You know, they, they hold to the Bible being in, inerrant, and they just, don't, they just don't branch off on little things like other denominations, like their views on baptism or something like that. They don't make a whole section. You can have differences on things like that. But okay. they agree on like main thing, major things theologically. What are the major theological things that, that they agree on? That, you know, the Trinity, that uh, God is three in one. They agree typically on like the Bible being perfect, every word of it. Uh, Jesus being the Savior, dying for your sin. The way you get salvation is through asking for forgiveness and through his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, at least in America, they... They all agree on that. Okay. Yeah. And those are those are, I, I guess, if you had to really put Christianity in a nutshell, those are those are the main tenets, right? Like those are generally agreed upon, right, by every every faith. But isn't it what what sort of makes one denomination different from another? The the details and how they interpret those those main tenets, right? Like what you said about. You know, what does baptism mean? What does the Trinity actually mean? You know, are we talking in, you know, these, these details become the points of contention. And did you, did you find those just sort of got in the way of community or of spirituality or what? Like, why didn't you go for, for, you know, why weren't you a Methodist or a Catholic or, you know, these yeah. other things? I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess as an evangelical, I thought some, some of the little details were too off. You know, like Jehovah Witnesses, and they don't really hold to the Trinity and stuff like that. Okay. At the time, I was like, yeah, it felt like it was a salvation issue. Like, you have to agree to the Trinity. But, I mean, over time, I started wondering, like, why? Huh. But, yeah, I just, I, some of the issues, I didn't really care. I was just like, you know, did Jesus rise from the dead? That's all I cared about. Okay. Um, and, you know, what does that mean for my life? Hmm. So... But yeah. gradually, um, I mean, was at what point did you start to to kind of start to question some of these, even the core tenets, right? That that even the non-denominationals rallied around. Yeah. Well, I mean, it started when I was a, right before my junior year of high school. Was the first time I remember having any sort of spiritual doubt. I just got back from a church conference. High school will tend to do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I just got back from a church conference. I was really, you know, on fire for God. And, uh... <laughs> like, literally, did they, did they coat was, you in some of that, was, like, special yep. effects stuff? And <laughs> it, was, it was very hot. Have you seen that? That stuff is the coolest. Like, they have a gel you can put on your skin that you, you can light it on fire and look like you're burning. But well, it's, it's just, awesome. it's cool. Yeah, it's the they had it on MythBusters a few oh, years back, and, but it wasn't a myth that they were busting. It was real. No, it was real. It's, they <laughs> okay. use it in special effects so guys can like run out of an explosion on fire and not actually be on fire <laughs> and look more like it looks like your skin is burning. It's the That's, weirdest thing oh, in the world. Man, I want to do that so bad. Right, right. So anyway, yeah, self-immolation <laughs> for for real. But you were on fire for God, so it was yes, like your soul was on fire. Yes, but it wasn't was. burning. No, no physical, no literal flames. Okay. 
well, that, that might be in my future, according to some, some of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, oh, so <laughs> hell references. So yep, we're going there. <laughs> yeah. So I had just got back from a church conference. I was 16, mm-hmm. and I, I was started evangelizing the people, you know, telling them the gospel and about Christianity and Jesus. And I went with the a, intent of converting them. Right? Yes. Like proselytization, right? You're trying to save their souls. People. Yeah. Yep. So I went into an atheist chat room. And I was not equipped. I had never considered atheism. Wait, I didn't know the debate at all. An atheist chat room. On AOL. On AOL. Yep. So this is like, for those, those of you uh, younger readers out there, <laughs> AOL chat rooms were kind of like subreddits before Reddit. Um, just sort of, uh, AOL would, would designate these places, um, right? Yeah. Was, was atheism an official AOL chat room? Yep. And, and you know, folks would just sort of hang out there and talk about and whatever. Talk. You jumped into lion's den. I did. And I started <laughs> saying, you know, like, repent and believe and stuff like that. Oh, no. And, you know, I was getting a lot of backfire, but nothing, like, that was compelling me. But then one particular atheist, I don't remember who it was at this point, he privately messaged me because you can do that in the chat room. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, who created God? And, you know, it's not that difficult of a question for a Christian to answer. They all have their answers. But at the time, I had never considered this before. Really? Yeah, so... I, well, what did you say at the time? I, I was like, I don't know. And I actually became agnostic for like a month. Huh. Until, just, just like that? Yeah. Oh. I, was just, I guess I was open enough to consider being wrong. I don't know. But oh. yeah, I became agnostic for a month. And then, you know, a pastor gave me an answer and I moved on. But I feel like that moment kind of planted a seed of doubt that just never went away. And hmm. I had doubted from there on out. And it be, being Christian became harder and harder each year because the doubts just kept growing. Hmm. And I would find the Christian arguments against them, and it would help a little bit, but I still found myself well, doubting instance, very basic what was, things. What was the counter-argument? I'm curious. Like, what did the, what did the pastor give you that sort of inoculated mm-hmm. you to this, to this well, initial viral <laughs> yeah. in, infection, right? <laughs> well, you know, no one created God. God's eternal. Uh, we have this concept beginning and end because we're limited you were human uh, so it's like that mindset the, the whole idea of like a uh, a necessary being yeah you know uh, yeah outside of time or something like this yeah yeah so but you know he wasn't there at the exact moment to tell me that so so there was that, enough time that you it sort of sank in you started to think about it and then i started thinking about everything after that really yeah what did, and, so what did you did you go back to that chat room I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think I was done after that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd be interested to go now if they still have it. Oh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> Everybody there has probably moved on to, to the subreddit for atheism. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, so what, that was, that was at post high school, right? That was, you know, right before junior year of high school. So okay. throughout high school, my doubts, you know, they'd, I found myself doubting basic things, I guess you can call it. You know, is God really listening to me when I pray? Are these worship songs being heard? Stuff like that. Uh. And uh, it wasn't specific things that I can refute with arguments, I guess. Um, You know, the Christian response is, yeah, God's listening. Okay, cool. (laughs) But (laughs) the doubts doubts were there until senior year of high school when they got bad. Huh. And that's when I started reading books. And Oh, that's a dangerous activity. 
Yeah. You get ideas from books. But at the time, I was I was more reading things that can help me mm -hmm. stay Christian. I wasn't reading atheist literature at that time. So um, yeah, I started catching up on books. And when I entered college, the doubts increased. I started experimenting with alcohol and things that I hadn't done before, <laughs> the party never, scene. I'm sorry, I've just never heard it put that way. Like, I, I thought you were going to say like experimenting with LSD or ecstasy. Or no, like, started experimenting with alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, you know. Well, I, and I'm Christian. sorry if, if it comes off as like condescending or something, but it no, just, no. I found That's, it amusing. It was a long time, long time ago. Okay. <laughs> I started getting into the party scene. This you just all swished, new to me. right? You, you, didn't, you didn't swallow, you just swished it around. And, no. <laughs> yeah. I, th throughout that year, I, I had moments of like, agnosticism, but they, they usually wouldn't last for more than like a week. Hmm. I'd find some compelling argument, come back to Christianity or go to some church conference emotionally attached to it or something like that. And that would overwhelm you and like the, it, would, it would just sort of obscure any doubts you had, right? In this just torrent of... It didn't ever rid my doubts. It just got me back to basic Christianity, like saying I believe and I'm going to try to believe, I guess. Gotcha. So, so I, I guess, you know, not fast forward, but like go through the next few years. Like, did did you see it as sort of um, maybe a pendulum swing or a destabilization of sorts, right? Like Christianity gradually became the unstable position mm -hmm. and then agnosticism became more of like a default for you? Mm -hmm. Like at what point did you sort of cross over that threshold of like you were, you were more often agnostic than Christian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, over the years throughout college, there were times when I was agnostic for a few months. Uh -huh. That happened a couple times. And, but, you know, it never lasted. I would find some Christian argument. But when it really switched around was after college when the Christian argument started falling. Huh. And at this time, like, I was reading non-Christian books. What were you reading? Um, like, early college, I started reading Sam Harris and, you know, Dawkins. Of, I think it's The End of Faith is Sam Harris's book, right? Yeah. At the time, it was Letters to a Christian Nation that we read okay. in one of my philosophy classes. And I watched a ton of debates. I was very familiar with all the arguments for and against the existence of God. The problem point. of evil, the, mm. you can kind of do the ontological argument yeah yeah, what, yeah. What, were there any that that um that grabbed you on either side like that seemed particularly compelling or, or that, that came up more often than others well for me the main thing i felt like that was keeping me christian were the historical arguments for the resurrection i huh. thought i thought that it was there was a compelling case to be made that in history jesus rose from the dead so that was compelling to me on the atheist side because of um like contemporary accounts from from Roman historians or not nece not necessarily. It's more <laughs> like um, seeing the Bible not as this one book, but individual books. So you had these individual accounts. Uh -huh. At the time, I thought they were, I guess, dated earlier than they they probably are. And I thought the writers were who early Christianity said they were. Right. But then you delve in more and you find that it's not they were necessarily. sort of cobbled and assembled and like. The, what is it, Luke sort of has the seeds for the other Gospels in it, or um, something, Matthew maybe? The, some of the Gospels do directly verbatim take from each other, so right. you can't fully consider them independent. You have Mark, which is considered the earliest, and it's That's independent. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have the book of John, which is considered independent too, but it came way later. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, it's 
So the historic arguments were the most compelling for me for Christianity, and nothing seemed to be knocking that down. Mm-hmm. And for on on the atheist side, I did sympathize with like hiddenness of God, which is you know it doesn't seem like anything ever happens in the world that's not natural. It just seems like everything happens. It's no miracles. Yeah. Yeah. That that always that hurt me. That argument kept me doubting because it. Even though I had this distant historical argument, like you know, it's back in the day, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. But you know, Christians find ways of getting around that. Just sure, yeah, it's you know, salvation is enough. The Bible's enough. Why do you need more? Those kind of reasonings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when Christianity started really falling apart for me, maybe it was a year and a half ago when these arguments just started falling. I started realizing, wait, the historical account is not as compelling, mm-hmm. and and then other arguments, cosmological argument, I, I start, which is well, that one's a little bit complicated to explain really quickly. Um, refresh my memory, maybe I can I can help you <laughs> okay. piece it back together. Well, it's you know, here's the premises: everything that begins to exist has a cause. Oh yeah. Universe began to exist, therefore the universe has a cause, right? That doesn't necessarily mean God's the cause, but it's kind of similar to Anselm's argument, but like more fleshed out. Anselm's was a, a cosmological argument of sorts. But yeah. it, he, he, Anselm argued from, uh, yeah, kind of like there had to be a first mover or something like yeah. that. Okay. This is, this is kind of like that. And then Christian philosophers will expand upon that. You know, this mm-hmm. cause must have been outside of space and time. They, they somehow get to a god, right? And, but I started disagreeing with that conclusion and being like, wait, that, why does it have to be a god? So these right. arguments, <laughs> that argument was starting to fall apart. So so was um, the historic arguments. Well, that that was within the last year. Once those fell apart, it was just mm-hmm. I was like, why would I believe in Christianity anymore? That was the main thing. So yeah, I guess last fall is when I was finally I finally wrote this very controversial blog mm. about how I've been having these doubts for years, and I don't think. Each week, I'm surprised that I made it as a Christian. <laughs> like next Sunday, maybe I'll still be Christian. Like that was my mindset, so I wrote about this. Uh, and it was I got phone calls and emails and texts and. So you had a lot of people who cared that you changed your mind on both you, sides. That's really interesting. So were they were these were close friends calling you mm-hmm. family, close friends, family, acquaintances. Hmm. Yeah, and there was a few months where they're sincerely concerned. <laughs> but there comes there comes about a time your well being like if yeah because if, if you didn't believe in God anymore you you because at that time I was like I didn't claim to be non Christian I was just like extreme doubts maybe next week I won't be one uh-huh. so people were very concerned on both sides mostly that, it was that Christian uncertainty side. that 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 threw them off I bet yeah yeah and then when last December you know what was that eight months ago when I was like I'm not a Christian anymore mm-hmm. I mean I waited a couple months to. Uh, to announce that because I was letting it sink in by myself. Uh, but I posted this blog about not being Christian anymore. And there's a lot of people that kind of gave up. <laughs> that oh, they're just like, yep, yeah, no, he's he's yeah. going he's going to hell. Like <laughs> uh, he's a lost cause, right? <laughs> yeah, there's some people that haven't given up, I guess. <laughs> but you know, they're I don't get all those texts. So how, and how are they I suppose I'm curious like how are they trying to bring you back? Are they are they making counter arguments? Or are they appealing to emotion, community? Like, what, what sort of, how are they doing that? Yeah. All of that. You know, it depends who it is. Some people will give me arguments because they're on the intellectual side. Okay. Some people will just throw out the gospel because they're super, 
Calvinistic types who think like just throwing that out will suddenly the Bible the, heals everything, right? It's like the it ultimate. will just carve through my heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and uh, that's so some, so gruesome. Some people are appealing to like my past experiences, which I've already written off. Like hmm. I wrote a blog about that. Like here's all the spiritual experiences I've had. Let's okay. look, let's see if these are compelling. And most of them definitely aren't. It's just like an emotional reaction. It's huh. brought on by like worship music type of thing. Things that you, so so you you felt there was a lot of like confusing, worldly compelling things for spiritually compelling things within that within that world. Well, I was never even at the time I was skeptical of my experiences. Huh. I was it, well, a Christian who didn't quite take it as this is God. Ah, so, so not skeptical about the or skeptical about what was generating the feeling. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, there were definitely real experiences, but, you know, what was causing it, mm-hmm. even at the Not, time... Not, like, skeptical that you were actually having the experience. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's I, a completely I was, different <laughs> argument. That's a different field of philosophy, yeah. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, even at the time... I'm the, not sure I exist right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that... That, that leads to very uh, entertaining YouTube videos, but generally not much more. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I always, I don't know if you've ever heard a Christian testimony. Yeah, kind of, but refresh my memory. It's just when they tell you the story of how they became Christian. And, uh, you know, most of the time, it's I was raised this way type of thing, and it's just not that interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I was always pretty drawn to deconversion stories. Okay more than conversion stories. And I know saying this mm. means my Christian friends are like, oh man, that's because you were never really Christian. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> but I was just more But interested. no, you, you genuinely were. Like, I think, yeah. I think that's, it's legitimate to say, like, you had a, an integrated belief in Christianity at some point. Yeah. But other ideas in the world found you, right? Like, this yep. wasn't, this, you, you say, some people might say, well, the seed was always there. But I don't know if that's fair, right? Like, I think, I think some, you have to admit that some external influence started it at least, and then you're you were I don't know. Do, do you think do you think it was a matter of you changing your mind, or did the world change you, or was it both? Or I I think it was both. <laughs> I think I had a certain predisposition to be open to arguments. Okay. So a lot of Christians out there, it doesn't matter what you say to them, they're never going to change their mind. I think that's some personality thing that they have or some way they were raised. I don't know. It's just like, no, this is what I believe, and you'll never change that. Yeah. That's, some people have just decided it's, it's that. It's not even being stubborn. I just think there's something in them that hmm. isn't open to changing that view. Okay. I guess I had it, and I didn't know I had it because before I realized I had it, before sophomore year of high school, I was like other Christians who never doubted mm-hmm. and we're just like i know christianity is true i was the one that claimed like 100 percent certainty and stuff like that and then after that experience with the atheist chat room my certainty just decreased over the years and towards the end i was like uh 55 percent did you quantify it at various points in i your, did in your i was like i think there's a 55 percent chance <laughs> that, christianity. That yeah uh. <laughs> Because it's funny though, because because Dawkins does that as well, right? Like he he actually he did a survey of academics or something, and you know they they had to like rank on a spectrum, right? Um, belief in God versus non-belief, and yeah, um, yeah, it's just, it's a very I guess it's like a critical approach type of thing, whereas most people would just be like, no, I believe in God. It's like a binary, you know, and yeah. so people, 
I guess assume you you've sort of tipped over to the other side. You know, <laughs> the switch has flipped. <laughs> yeah, but not many of them know that it flipped years ago. Hmm. It wasn't just or that it was like in the process of flipping. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> it wasn't this sudden thing. Because some people just attack me, you know, it's just like, oh, you like heard one atheist argument, so you're so gullible, right? Oh. It's just like, I've been like in the debate for like 10 years. Okay. It wasn't this one thing. Um, it's, it's weird. Some people accuse me of like, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever you want to do, you're going to do. No one can ever change your mind. And then other people <laughs> accuse me of like being flippant and like you're always changing your mind. It's like, what am I? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make, make up your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's interesting. I mean, I think mm-hmm. what, what you said about the predisposition to a certain like way of believing, um, just in, in general, I, I tend to see that. You know, some folks are they're like locked into the, it's the hedgehog and foxes analogy that I I may have given in a previous episode, but I'll say it again. I really like it. Um, Nate Silver quoted it in his book, but I don't know where it comes from. I may put that in the show notes. The basic idea is, is you, the world can kind of, you know, in, in one simplistic model, you can split people into two groups, hedgehogs and foxes. Uh, hedgehogs sort of uh, hunker down. They're very, like, tied to their beliefs. They, they will stand their ground if, if challenged on any particular issue. Uh, where, and then you have foxes who are more, like, adaptable, are, you know, prone to changing their mind and kind of darting quickly between ideas um, without consistency really but are able to kind of take what comes their way you know more than a hedgehog maybe you know stand their ground and then just get blown over a fox is going to find a way to sort of uh, negotiate the waters or something and live longer um, and, and live longer maybe yeah yeah um, so in, in response to predators which you know again as like all analogies it breaks down at some point <laughs> but yeah. I I think what you may be talking about there with the predisposition toward non-belief or whatever you want to call it um, is just like a willingness to be self-critical and and change your mind and and respond to the people who expect you to just be the same way all the time i i personally believe that's antithetical to humanity like we we are what we are because we have evolved and changed (laughs) over time yeah um naturally through through like longer natural processes but i think there's like a short-term uh, thing as well that people who can change their minds are more adaptable. I'll just come out and say that. Yeah, I mean, even people, I know more, that. And, and more survivable under certain circumstances. Yeah. Even people I know that are in the debate, you know, they're, it's clear that they're always trying to, like, make Christianity win. It's like they're not, I, you can tell they're not sincerely they see it as considering the arguments of the other side. Hmm. Yeah. It's, and so they'll find ways to justify it. And I guess I feel, I, I trust those people less than the, the Christian who is just like, seems more open and it's like, this is the argument that I find compelling. That they can sort of see a, a possibility for coexistence, right? That they don't, but, but again, part of Christianity is that mandate, right? To, Us to, and them. Yeah, well, or, or to, um, to convert, yeah. right? So I guess depending on if you're a non-denominational was was evangelism part of the non-denominational yeah. belief structure? So even then, like that's for for a Christian to be able to go, no, it's okay if you believe something else, is in a way for them to violate their own beliefs, right? Yeah, because I, shouldn't shouldn't they, whenever they encounter another, it's they try to convert the other, right? Like that's an obligation. <laughs> yeah. So but, the people who are who are like 
able to coexist are bad Christians in a way. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even, that may be a, a simplification of the argument. Even when I was in that situation, I did, you know, I, I still had the Christian foundation, so I still wanted to convert the other person. But at the same time, I always found myself being sincerely interested in their <laughs> Why views. Why they believe differently. <laughs> in their views and like willing at any moment, if they convince me, I'm out. <laughs> and I know some people just were very critical of that. Huh. Yeah. Well, so you're now in a position of agnosticism more than anything, right? Yeah. Um, are you... I, I guess to, to play devil's advocate for, for just a bit, like, are you going to go the, the other, onto the other side of militantism? Like, if Christianity frames it sort of as a battle, right? It's us and them. We have to convert everybody or they're going to hell or we're going to hell if we don't convert enough people. Something like that. We have to win. There's sort of the opposite end of that, which is the atheist fighting back and going, no, if we don't change everybody into a non-Christian, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> if we don't <laughs> rationalize all of humanity, then other bad consequences. Right? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what, what the... There's no atheist hell, you know, you can't... Like, yeah, it's just more about You're going to driving. live an unfulfilling life, you know, that, that sort of... It just doesn't have the same oomph behind it as yeah. you're going to burn for all eternity, you know. I mean, I, I've always <laughs> been turned off by militant on any side mm-hmm. but I, don't, I love having the discussion and the debate so if someone wants to have it like let's do it but if, if, if something's working for someone and they're happy I'm not gonna try to take it away oh so you're a hedonist huh <laughs> <laughs> like no I, I mean that's it's friends, fine friends <laughs> I have who, who like it's clear that their happiness is grounded in their Christianity and that community if I take that away I just like ruin their life and they might find they might find community elsewhere. And then you're and they, the asshole. I mean, in some in some <laughs> other sense, right? They might thank me later, but they might not. They might just commit suicide. So I'm I not trying so. to like deconvert anyone. I just I do like having a discussion with people, and well, it's like, I will have it. No, no one person really converted you. It, like you said, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a series of things that you encountered in the world converted me to. Non-belief, right? So deconverted me. Okay. Deconverted. Well, I, I mean, I think it's conversion either way. I just maybe that's the term that I prefer. But yeah, you say deconversion. Yeah, I was that raised Christian, by the way, for viewers, okay, <laughs> listeners. Um, and and it wasn't any it wasn't any particular person that did it. Yeah. It was a you know a sequence of many things and influences and like you said, it's a complex process. But they mm-hmm. try. You said a lot of your friends tried to break it down to a switch flipped at some point and it's yeah. just more it's complex easier i think it but i think it's equally someone. complex for the other side too right like christianity is a constantly constructed process for the people who who stick with it um, yeah yeah it's a difference well welcome to welcome to a different hmm. mode of being um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah we'll, we'll Thanks for sharing, John. That's, yep. So this was sort of your like atheist or agnostic testimony? I guess so. First time I've <laughs> given it on a broadcast of sorts. All right. It'll live forever on the internet. I promise. <laughs> Thank you. No, it won't. <laughs> I'll die at some point. Yes. I don't know. Maybe if somebody, if, if the internet archive decides to, to keep bad philosophy around, that would, that would be really cool in my opinion. Because I think <laughs> they might be. live for, for us. But you know. <laughs> There's, there's better podcasts out there for them to keep. Well, if I become like a big author and someone finds out that I did this, they might at least keep this podcast. Well, then it could ruin your career or, or, <laughs> or launch it. I don't know. But maybe <laughs> we'll it, see. it'll be food for thought. Yes. Um, well, thank you for joining us, John. Thanks um, for having me. Where can people read your stuff out there in the wide, wide internet world? Mm. Well, my blog, 
johnfortenberry.com. That's F-O-R-T-E-N-B-U-R-Y? Yeah, and J-O-N. And J-O-N, with that, J John, no H. Yes, I sometimes write about these issues. I need to do it more often, but okay. you can find me there. johnfortenberry.com. We'll link to it in the show notes, of course. Uh, do you have a Twitter or? At, at John Writes. Okay. Is my Twitter. Add me on Facebook too. Really? You want everybody to friend yep. you on there? Wow. It's, it's a writer decision. He's a friendly <laughs> guy. Go friend him, everybody. Um, <laughs> I am Stephen Torrance. This has been Bad Philosophy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E. Uh, follow the show at Bad Philosophy. And uh, yeah, I think Formspring exists still, so you can ask us questions at uh, formspring.com slash badphilosophy. And uh, we hope you, you'll give your own beliefs some thought, atheist, agnostic, Christian, whatever. Think about it. And we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Philosophy.com. Bad philosophy is gonna be a thing. <laughs>